Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm your not-host, Evan. And I'm your other not-host, Ronnie. Before we get into today's podcast, let's talk about fish dick. Fish dick? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I know. I, uh, yeah. You're talking Just about fish, the... Uh, that, fish the, penises. The, 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 the fish sex movie. Yeah. The, the fish Yeah, porn. we are. Did you see the fish porn, fish. Ronnie? I have I've I've not seen the fish porn yet. Um, we we are talking for our listeners about uh, the Shape of Water by auteur director Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was real interesting. There were four real old ladies in that theater who I think maybe thought the premise was something other than what it was. They were not expecting they, it. They were uh, perturbed. I mean, in their defense, it's not like it's called, it's like some kind of like fish porn sounding name, like Flounder Blaster Seven. Or something <laughs> like that. I mean, it was really classy sex. Like yeah. you never, you never saw the fish man's dick, but they talked about his dick. They did talk about his well, dick. Well, I mean, she she made she signed about his dick because she cannot speak. Because but she, was mute, she, right? she invented a sign to demonstrate how his dick works. Yeah. And you saw his uh, sweet scaly ass. Yeah, you did see his butt. Mhm. 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 That's uh mm-hmm. isn't his name like Doug Jones or something like that? Yeah, Doug Jones is a treasure. <laughs> He's that guy in basically all of those heavy prosthetic uh creatures movies, that are yeah. in right, movies right. ever. Yeah, he's Doug Jones is a Shout out to Doug Jones for very doing sp- what you do. Very specific type of actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say. Can can, <laughs> can can I be so bold and say friend of the show Doug Jones? I, mean, I don't think he knows who we are. But, no, we you know. can say friend of him, like according yeah. to Facebook. I would logic. love to be. I would love to be Doug Jones's friend. But if we just call him friend of the show, Doug Jones, people will assume he's our he's our Lin Manuel Miranda. Right, right. Do is there are there any one season TV shows that Doug Jones has starred in? That's going to be our next quest. We're going to figure that out. Figure out gotcha, the Doug Jones gotcha. show. Has, yeah. has Guillermo del Toro ever made? A one season, <laughs> one season TV show, show is what it comes down. I, to. I feel like yeah. I would know about it if he had, but I'll, sure. I'll look into it. I'll look into Doug Jones's situation. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the actual show that we actually watched. Unfortunately, yeah. So ending pending. Besides talking about fish dick, we talk about TV shows that have only lasted for a single season. Currently, we are talking about the abysmal train wreck that is selfie. That that's a little bit strong. I don't it know if is. it's an abysmal train wreck. It, 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 but it's not. It a, hasn't been as bad as Dresden Files. No, there uh, were bright shining moments no. in this show, and I it think is, that's important to to, to lean on. Yeah. Is that Dresden Files is still by far the worst one season TV show so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, this one I would say was not good. But anyway, oh, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Um. So we watched the final three episodes of this 13-episode season, so 11, 12, and 13. In episode 11, uh, Eliza has a, like a phobia of male, and so she gets kicked out of her apartment and gets all her credit cards canceled, not because she doesn't have money, but just because she kicks all her mail under her bed and ignores it. Um, also in this episode, we got some, some good... Freddy character development, actually, but we'll expound on that later. In episode 12, um, Eliza's sister comes into town to hang out with her, uh, and we're not really sure if her sister's an asshole or not, so we got to kind of find out through the episode. 
And then in uh, episode 13, Eliza decides to search for a role model. And Henry uh, reconnects with his cool skateboarder roots. Kind of. Kind of. And uh, they were doing pretty well until they ruined it right at the very, very, very end of episode 13. But anyway, we'll get into that. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh, Let's give it this time to Evan. What about these three episodes worked for you? Um, I actually think that these three episodes were the best of the series. Uh, I think that's in part why people remember it fondly, because they were probably just remembering these last three episodes that were actually, like, pretty... They were, they were, they were going in a direction, I'll say that, at least. They, the characters were more, uh, they had more of a personality, they had clearer motivations, they were a little more fleshed out, they seemed to be sort of getting their footing in these three. So, specifically, um, in episode... Uh, 11. Like I said, we got some character development from Freddy, and we also got a little bit of character development from Eliza. Uh, Like when she got kicked out of her apartment, she went and slept on Henry's sofa for a while, and then she was talking to Freddy later, and she was like, why didn't you invite me to to stay with you? And he's like, I would have loved to, but every time I try to, like, move our relationship forward, you... Uh, become real flighty and like you have this commitment problem so like I would I would love to be more serious but uh, you know I think you've got some stuff that you need to work through which is totally valid and it also gave us a little better insight into Freddy I think so that was that was a pretty good episode overall also it didn't uh, really portray Eliza as being like a shitty incompetent person like she was careless, but it's not like she's broke and is spending exorbitantly or anything. She has money, and she see, like <clears throat> she she buys a lot of stuff. But based on what Henry says, like she lives within her means. She just has a weird phobia of like opening mail, I guess. So they just help her with organization, and she solves that problem. It's not a weird phobia. That's totally valid. Andy know. has a phobia of opening mail. <laughs> uh, People this, don't like opening mail. Uh, That's like a normal thing. <laughs> this one hit a little close to home for Andy, I think. Episode 12 was a little rocky because it, yeah, it, it jumped right back into making Eliza seem, like, really yeah. unlikable. Like, her, her sister was... Uh, the episode was, like, at the beginning, like, you weren't sure, like, all right, maybe Eliza's complaints are valid, like, maybe her sister is constantly overshadowing her deliberately and maliciously and all that, but it turns out her sister's actually just really nice, and Eliza is just, like, projecting a lot of negativity on her for totally unfair reasons, and her sister points that out, and, um, uh, Eliza's also a dick to Charmonique in this episode. Positives. We're doing, yeah, we're yeah. doing what, positive. What works for you. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I got, I got derailed. I know. I know with this show, face. it's hard, it's hard, to, it's hard to stay straight to that line. But all right, um, I, we got a little bit of Eliza backstory. I think in these episodes in general, we got more Eliza backstory, sort of establishing why she is the way she is. But um, I think we got plenty in eleven and thirteen. So anyway, we'll we'll circle back around to eleven in the negatives, but. Um, episode 13, 
uh, I think was the best of the three. And these three, like I said, I think were the best of the series until the very end, but save that one. Um, we saw Henry grow in episode 13. Like, he actually, like, got in touch with something he really enjoyed and nobody, like, shamed him for it. And he he did a, sort of achieve what he has ostensibly been trying to do in all the other episodes, which is, like, cut loose a little bit and just, like, chill and, like, learn to do something that's fun just for the sake of having fun. And uh, Eliza had the sort of personal revelation that, like, I don't need a role model because I'm actually doing okay in my life. I'm not a child, and I've come a long way, and I've made a lot of progress, and, like, whether that's borne out by the narrative is a little shaky, because she seems to kind of flip-flop back and forth between being competent and sympathetic and a totally understandable character and being a train wreck of a human being, but... Uh, taken by itself, the the episode was a lot clearer and sort of portrayed both characters better and set them up as, like, parallels to each other in a way that most of the other episodes haven't. So, overall, pretty good episode, I felt like. Um, who's next? Who's next? Let's... Andy, why don't you go next? I think Ronnie should go next. Okay, pass the buck right along. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I didn't take a whole lot of notes because, like, the uh, these episodes were good, but, like, I was just trying to enjoy the product as it was instead of trying to be too analytical about it, as Andy said in past episodes. Like, we're wandering into, like, a cinema sins negativity territory, and I wanted to kind of, like, steer clear of that, even though, like, a lot of this warrants a lot of, like, criticism. Um, but <laughs> You know, to, uh, criticism... To, criticism um you know it's uh, playing off of what evan said about episode 11 where it's like she's not you know being terribly terribly reckless she's just like spending money that she makes because she's good at her job and like makes good money and you know she comes down at the end of the episode and just says like when when henry kind of helps her organize like her files and her bills and stuff like that She's like, oh, thanks. Like, I was, I'm a train wreck. Like, I'm, I'm the worst. And he says, you're just in your 20s. Which, like, while being kind of stereotypical about people who are in their 20s, I kind of appreciated it. Because, like, yeah, like, you're eventually going to figure this out. And you'll be fine. Like, it's not, there's so much uh, targeted at millennials that's like, oh, they're the worst. And they're ruining society. And it's just going to, everything's going to change and be terrible. And it's like, the world doesn't change and 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 developed to that degree. It's just like, we just get better at, at dealing with our shit eventually. And, and I just like, that was like a, a tender moment from Henry where it wasn't like, yeah, well, you know, that's what happens when you're on social media, you become terrible. And just, it was, it was a nice moment. I felt like, um, Freddie's great. Yeah. You guys, Mm -hmm. do you guys know, do you guys know about Freddie and how great he is? Yeah. Freddie's Um, apparently a real person with, uh, with like good shit. Who's like, super nerdy but also like super duper fit and healthy and like it, like he's so well-rounded he's literally like, the perfect man he's awesome like he like and and i think that you guys may have picked up on it maybe not but the moment that he comes up to eliza and says we got tickets to pippin and does jazz hands 
I was in love. I fell in love with Freddie. He's a musical theater guy. He was excited about going to see Pippin. I'm, I'm, I was overjoyed. I was like, get Henry off the show forever. This is now just Eliza and Freddie forever. Yeah, it's a real um, shame. It's a real shame they didn't develop him better sooner because we earlier. were we were all shitting on him for being like super vapid and one dimensional uh, in the first couple episodes, but like he's really come along. Good job, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I thought that Henry was literally going to murder Freddie in a mud pit, and that would have like been a real turn for the show but i was interested to see how that how that thread played out um, that bit was so weird <laughs> it was very strange very strange um you know i i mentioned a little bit about my theory last week about how that this is more like henry's journey than it is eliza's and we're, we're kind of like seeing it there and seeing how eliza's truly the teacher and this i i, I think it still kind of worked like eliza like didn't change but she realizes now that she doesn't have to change. Like, she realizes now that, like, all the, the act that she's put on is, like, she doesn't have to do that. She still, like, thinks she's great, which is good because she's great. But she doesn't have to pretend like she is. Like, she doesn't have to put on, a, put on a face. She doesn't have to put on an act to make herself think she's great. She's just like, you know what? I'm living my life. And I, it was it was a good. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. And, and I... I um, I know we're, we're, you guys will get to how you might not like this part as much, but like the ambiguity of like, will Henry like decide to pursue her? Like that's, you know, I, I think leaving that open ended and not ending it with this, like a finale of like Henry at her door, like, no, leave Freddie and come with me was like, I think that was good. Cause I think that would have like taken away a little bit of like Eliza's, you know, uh, you know, revelation to herself at that point. Hey, Andy. Hey, Ronnie. Well, what worked for you? Um, I really liked that the book club was brutally murdered in a bus accident. I think that was like a really strong decision happen. the show made. That didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. That's in my <laughs> selfie fan fiction, though. Right. Um, what did I like? In episode 11, uh, I think episode 11 is the best episode in the entire show. Like, starts out with a clear problem for Eliza... She, through the course of the episode, like, learns about herself. She learns about how to deal with the problem. And the end of the episode, like, gave you, like, tangible growth in that, like, it showed her, like, filing her mail properly and whatnot. And, like, it's a shame that that, like, very simple narrative structure is, like, oh, my God, they did a narrative structure on (laughs) Selfie. But, like, they did. And I'm so proud of them for that. Uh, good job, Selfie. Freddy is delightful and really shines in that episode uh, as well. He's just a good character. Uh, the actor is also just adorably charming, so well done. Um, episode 12, I did not like, I did not think was good. Mm-mm. But the scene where Freddy, uh, where like John Cho is like, he can't be that fast. And then, like, Freddy rises from the mud like the fucking Predator. That was shot really well. Yeah. I hate the concept of the mud fight, and I'll get into that in my negatives. But just that shot right there with him, like, rising from underneath the mud was very funny and mm-hmm. uh, shot well. 
Uh, also, everything about that episode is garbage. Um, episode 13, uh, again, had, like, a narrative arc through it with, like, uh, Henry, like, reconnecting with skateboarding and Eliza going on a journey to learn that she doesn't need a mentor at all. Like, she is her own mentor. That was, you know, like, good shit and, and well handled. And the villainous of the episode was pretty cool, too. Uh, I felt like Nega Eliza was, was kind of interesting. So mm-hmm. I thought 13 was also a very strong episode. And uh, there were, like, lots of goofs there that were really funny. Uh, the security guard at Barnes & Noble being like, look, if you jump her out here, I don't care. Like, <laughs> as long as you don't jump her in the store, that's fine. Uh, like, that was a good goof. That was funny. Uh, so episode 13 overall, pretty, pretty strong. And I agree with Evan's assessment. I think people probably fondly remember the show because two of the three final episodes were like really strong. And if the entire show had been like those two episodes, I think it would have been a good show. It's, it's a, a real shame that, you know, it had a light at the end of the tunnel there and it was too little too late. Very good, very good. So now... Oh, wait, one more positive. Yes. I think Karen Gillan actually cut her hair there because soon after Selfie, she did Guardians 1. Right. And um, she, like, shaved her head for Guardians. So, like, that's a pretty baller thing to do for the final episode of Selfie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at, like what they would have had to do to, like, keep going in season two, and, like, Karen Gillan would have demanded a much higher salary. But, like, I just imagine any, like, leading actress at that point in her career being like, oh, you mean cut all my hair off, like, on camera? Yeah, 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 let's do it. Let's do that. Let's do that right now. Like, Natalie really, Portman like, shaved her head for V for Vendetta, just saying. Well, that's for a movie. This is, like, a network TV show yeah, that's where true. this final episode, like, I learned when I was reading about it, was only available on Hulu. It didn't even air on TV. So, like, wow, stakes really? are pretty right. low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's move on to our negatives. Uh, Andy, why don't you start off this time? Oh, man. Unless you've been um, talking for too long. No, I got this. Uh, what didn't work for you? So in episode 12, I think the reason why I dislike it so much is, one, it it really ruins any like character development that we've seen out of Eliza thus far. Like she's really petty towards her sister and for really dumb reasons. I feel like, like I really don't feel like Eliza had a leg to stand on with why she was mad at her sister. Like Eliza doing or Eliza's sister doing nice things. And Eliza being like, you're just doing that because you're a dick and you're out to get me. Like, you no, know, that's not, how that works like your sister's not that insidious at least the show didn't give us a reason to believe uh eliza's sister was ever that insidious and then it also ruined any character development we'd seen from freddie at that point in that freddie was really petty this episode's toward john cho like we hadn't seen any animosity between those two characters up to that point and then Within the first two minutes of the episode, they're like, yeah, they have a fierce rivalry. They're frenemies. And we hadn't seen that at all yet. So I I didn't buy it. And the the show just kept trying to ram that idea down your throat that these guys don't like each other. 
and just like Freddie is uncharacteristically a dick to Henry and none of it none of it felt real or made sense to me and to see characters that I had like started growing to like like I don't know if I ever liked Eliza but I was on my way there and I really loved Freddie to then just see them kind of like turned around and turned into something else for one episode stands out as a huge negative yeah and then uh, I just like the montage at the end with Higgs and Eliza, but I'll let Evan get into that because I know he hates it too. Yeah, Evan, why don't you uh, why don't you regale us with what didn't work? Um, <clears throat> in episode eleven, I was actually willing to give Eliza the benefit of the doubt for a little while because there definitely are people who are like insidiously nice. Episode like twelve. Oh, twelve. I'm sorry. Yeah, eleven was all right. Um, episode 12, where her sister came to visit. Uh, yeah, I was willing to, and probably because we had seen, like, growth from Eliza in episode 11, I was like, all right, you know, maybe, like, she's getting her shit together. Like, maybe, you know, maybe she knows what she's talking about. Maybe her sister isn't quite as benevolent as the image she projects into the world. So for a few minutes, I was like, all right maybe this woman really is a dick and she's really like trying to undermine Eliza at every turn. But as the episode went on, it became really, really clear that that was not the case at all, that Eliza was just being a huge jerk. So ruin that. Uh, the mud fight was absurd. I agree with Andy there, like that. It didn't make any sense. It was real silly. It was painful to watch. Um, but like the worst thing about these three episodes, I think was the very end when like Henry's young dude skater friends were, they were talking about Eliza and like they insinuated that if given another opportunity, Henry would like try to like have a romantic relationship with her and I was like no everything about this is awful they definitely yeah. like they're totally wrong for each other I thought and another good thing about these three episodes is we had started to get past that fiasco a couple episodes ago with like the sexual assault in the hallway thing whatever that that was the by far the most train wrecky of the episodes. I hated it so much. Everything about it skeeved me out. It didn't make any narrative sense. Um, so the, and they had finally started to kind of settle back into a friendship. Like they had, I don't know if they had reconciled completely, but they had settled back into their roles of co-workers who are kind of not close friends, but they're supporting each other. They have they have a, a platonic relationship, and they were getting getting back to it. Yeah. So just just as they had got back to sort of normalcy, the the very last line of the last episode was Henry basically saying that he regrets not sleeping with Eliza, basically, and that. Don't I don't like it. I don't ship it. I'm not okay with that happening. So 
as good of a direction as the rest of that episode was going in, I feel like that really, really undermined it. It sort of ruined the whole, the whole length of progress that we had made up to that point. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Yes, yes, yes. What did not work for you? I'm going to jump right in to play off of the scene you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was something, like, and this is, no, this is pretty major uh, for, for, for me. Like, there was a line where um, the skate, one of the skateboard kids asked Henry if he ever hooked up with Eliza. And he said, no. And he says, kind of, and then kind of creepily like, oh, but I saw her naked once. And the kid was like, so wait, you saw her naked and didn't hook up with her? And I was like, hey, like, reportedly feminist television show, this would be a great time for John Cho to teach these skater teens about consent. And what, you know, just because you see someone naked doesn't mean that they they are entitled to hook up with you. Um, Didn't happen. Don't know why I expected it to, but it just felt extra grimy, like, in that moment. Um, And the kids were, like, teaching John Cho, like, oh, you know, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. Um, and, And all that. And it was just weird, and it didn't didn't fit. I didn't like it. Yeah, you know who's really great at life advice? Teenage boys. 14-year-old boys. Yeah. Right, great right. at life advice. They definitely no. <laughs> no, show. Like, no. Yeah. That should not be like the, oh, well, let's hear it. You know, I guess that's the idea of just like, well, the millennials are terrible. The millennials are awful. Maybe this Generation Z has something good to offer us. <laughs> we can just skip right over these guys. And, like, uh, I'm sure Generation Z is going to bring a lot to the world, but, like, not when they're 14. No, And, and, no. and probably not about dating advice. Mm-hmm. No, no. Um, episode 12, I got the same issues all you guys have. Like, it could have been a great moment for, like, Freddie and, and, and Henry to really, like, realize that they don't actually have any beef and, like, they just become, like, good friends and it would add another amazing relationship to this show. But it doesn't. It just becomes like a machismo thing. Um, and, and like maybe I'm imagining it, but I do feel like there were times where like Freddie like commented on Eliza's friendship with Henry, and was like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like you and you and Henry are good friends." And I was like, "Oh, that's so cool that like Freddie is secure in his relationship with Eliza that he's not like jealous of the time she spends with Henry, and like vice versa." I kind of assumed that Henry was like okay with freddie besides like the first couple episodes when he like clearly had beef with them sexing at work or whatever so like i don't even feel like that was beef with freddie though he wasn't like blaming freddie for that he just like he was putting that he was he was putting that all on eliza like you're the one behaving inappropriately here which i mean is also not okay no 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 it's not it's not but like the implication in the episode was that he and freddie have some kind of issue where the like show had Andy, never established Like it. Andy said, that was, like, that didn't right. make any sense. That really came out of nowhere. Well, the whole episode was just so, like, yes, it, it pits Eliza as being, like, this bad person because she's mad at her sister and, like, like hates her sister. But, like, the show is just, I, I almost, like, am throwing this episode out because it completely does nothing for Freddy's character advancement. It completely does a 180 with Eliza and the work that she's doing. And honestly, like, her sister is, like, perfect like her sister is very perfect and they become like caricatures her and eliza of like a good sister and a bad sister and it just didn't it didn't make sense in the framework of the show that they're trying to build this this episode may have worked in like 
episode two or episode three when it's like Eliza's still like pretty one dimensional and and we can have that like good sister bad sister dichotomy but now at this point it's like no you've learned a lot Eliza and you know I know that this is like a deeply rooted thing all the way back to your childhood but there, there's there's something here and writers maybe the sister isn't perfect maybe the sister isn't like literally the best person who's ever existed and like an angel like maybe we give her a flaw or two like it was just really nothing not there was no gray area available in this episode it, it did not fit the selfie canon it didn't it didn't at all um that's really all i have as far as negatives i i i enjoyed these three episodes yeah um so before we get into uh, the other couple of segments that go on in our uh, in our final episode of a show, wanted to talk a little bit about some articles that I had found, and I'll just bring up a couple of points. I'm going from one article from the AV Club. Uh, it is by Gwen Inhat. Saddled with a terrible title, selfie was cut down just as it was coming into its own. And then one from Entertainment Weekly, Why You Should Care That Selfie Got Cancelled by Hillary uh, Buzzis. Um, just some, like, fun facts about it. Um, the title was essentially a real problem for the show early on. Like, it... And, I, and I've heard that from a couple people that, like, that, like Selfie was just, like... It was, a, it was, like, a bad buzzword at the time, where I feel like it's kind of jumped forward at this point where it just doesn't mean anything but it like meant something very specific about culture at the time and all the producers all the writers like blame the fact that it was called selfie on why it was so critically like panned Um, i don't know about that right like i mean i do remember at the like what is this 2013 like 2014 selfie sticks were like just coming out like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you were ashamed to take a selfie in public right like you were gonna right. be judged like i guess i get it i i would agree with that assessment but i certainly i would i would say that maybe people wrote it off without seeing it because of the title for right sure. that's right. what it's saying and I, th- but, I think that's what they posited yeah. well uh you said it was like critically panned, though. Like, and critics presumably have seen the show. No, so that's that's true. That's uh, true. Yeah, if, if critics had seen the show, uh, I, I mean, it's they had plenty of reasons to be critical right. of sure. the show. I, yeah, I, they did speak more about ratings uh, in that more than I, that was my misstep. They spoke more about ratings than they did about critical um, evaluation. So, like, that was they just people just didn't watch it because it's like ew, selfie. Which, like, I think I feel like we're kind of beyond that, which is why it didn't really appear that way to me um the book club hey guys guess what i hate the book club now because um the show that was this was directly competing with was one of my favorite shows uh new girl still a great show love new girl so good and the book club was kind of like selfies takedown of new girl of like oh yeah you've got you know you can tell the one girl is supposed to be zoe deschanel yeah I, i i didn't grab onto that you because didn't like because I, I don't know i just i just i liked both of it and i didn't realize that they were trying to like take a shot um which so like no no thank you don't oh. you mess with my zoe day i love that new girl won in the end take that selfie exactly <laughs> exactly it, they talk a lot about how it like has this dichotomy which which we kind of talk about in episode 12 of like it is simultaneously everything in this episode is the best thing ever or an epic fail and there's no in between 
So it's like you're constantly like on this rise and fall and rise and fall, and it like it's hard to really develop a a tone as you go through. Um, the final, not only I, I mentioned earlier, not only was the finale a Hulu exclusive, the final six episodes were a Hulu exclusive. It was canceled after six episodes, and it was only put on Hulu after that. So it's wow. like, yeah, yeah, it it really, really didn't get. They did not the give shot that, that show it maybe a deserved. Chance. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, and this was something I thought was interesting, and I could kind of see how it might go. Uh, but one of the I read somewhere that. Um, when they were writing John Cho's character, they had um, progression-wise, they had Ben Wyatt in mind from uh, Parks and Recreation, where Ben Wyatt starts off very stodgy and very like grumpy and doesn't doesn't you know play numbers along numbers with numbers fun. numbers yeah, yeah 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 and then eventually becomes like the best one of the best characters on that show. Um, so I think that like. I could see that. Like, if we got a little bit more John Cho, that he could have become that, like, more loosey-goosey, still, like, nerdy and stodgy and, and uptight, but, like, just, you know, playing off of, uh... Of course, he... You know, John Cho does not quite have Amy Poehler to play off of in this show, but I think we could have seen a little bit more... A little bit more cool stuff from him. So that's my, uh... You know, I'll post some of those articles in the Facebook group, but it was interesting to look at, like... Looking back at this show at this point... Like, one of the articles was like, oh, if you sign this petition, maybe we could still have more selfie. And it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. You, no. you, you, you sweet summer child. I, um, I was checking IMDb, and this has, like, a 7.2 on IMDb. Yeah. I have to, like, uh, I, okay, I let's, can understand. Well, let's, let's, let's get right into that then, Evan. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I assume, I don't, I don't want to assume anything. Evan, yeah. did it work? No, no, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't work. It was not not a good show overall. Uh, like I said, like the the premise was not bad. Uh, there have been a lot of fun remakes of Broadway shows. And there have been a lot of fun remakes of like uh, stories set in you know a pre technology era. So it really, it could have been fun, like, and there were episodes that had glimmers of interesting character dynamics in them. Uh, like we've said before, the, the background characters were good. I feel like the background characters had quite a lot of development and, and were pretty well fleshed out, really. Uh, but overall, um, the just the narrative was, was a mess. And like I remarked upon in Evan Pending, the characters' motivations were all over the place. From one episode to the next, just you had no idea who was really trying to do what and who was being sincere about what and what anyone was trying to accomplish, really. So it was difficult to relate to, in my opinion. It was really difficult to connect to these characters because they were behaving really irrationally and really differently from one episode to the next. And they didn't have any kind of clear pattern of growth from one episode to the next. They didn't have a, a satisfying story. So, no, I don't, I don't think that it worked. Uh, I, I would not have continued watching it if I didn't have to. Andy. What's up, Ronnie? Did it work? Oh, no. No, it did not. Uh, it was muddy. It was confusing. 
at times it was racist. Like, this show was a mess. It was not good. No, no. As a Kingsman remake, I really don't know what they were going for either. Like, I don't think there was one gun. I just got to say, I am so, so excited. I mean, the end of of selfie aside, I am so, so excited to be done with these damn Kingsman jokes. I'll find out something new for Terra Nova. Don't worry. No, no. First it was the vampire thing, and then it was Kingsman. Did you have something in Dresden? I don't think you did. No, I just cried about Dresden. Me and Evan need to team up and, like, just make a joke to, like, ruin your day yeah i think i think your joke is just making fun of my jokes which hurts my feelings a lot well also (laughs) neither of us had seen my fair lady so every time you were talking about my fair lady we were just like no i've seen kingsman kingsman's a remake of my fair lady so yeah that's why you get kingsman jokes Gotcha. And also, almost human and being human, like that was that was gold. Yeah, that, that was yeah, no, great. I, I didn't. That was low hanging yeah. fruit. Yeah. All, right. All of my jokes are low hanging fruit. Yeah. Anyway, Ronnie, uh, did 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 this thing work? So hear me out. Oh, oh God, Ronnie, no. <laughs> Ronnie, say no and if be it done. Were, if I it won't... were up to you, every I... show that has ever existed would still be on the air. No, that's not true because. I mean, I'm ruining my cred here by saying even this, but I, I did not, I was not, I didn't really buy in on Almost Human all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was being it human. It no. worked. Really? Um, oh, if I evaluate it as a whole, if I don't go by individual episodes, and I look at the whole thing and. The, the growth of Eliza and, and, and the growth of, of John Cho even and, and the ambiguity. I understand. What growth? Those who of grew? you who, those of you who are not are listening to us via audio, who is everybody because we don't have video, you're missing a real upset Andy face <laughs> at me. And I know, I know. Maybe growth is the wrong word. Growth is the wrong word. Slight deve- I, her accepting that like she doesn't have to pretend to be great because she's you know that was the last writing all of it in in the last episode doesn't count as growth over the course of a show no i know i know doesn't you just love my fair lady ronnie like we're not gonna you don't like selfie you just like yeah it's hard yeah i mean there's that but i mean (laughs) would you you recommend this to a friend tell me would i recommend it to a friend um, a friend who had seen a lot of My Fair Lady and done that critical analysis. No, no, no. no. I've you, got lots you, of those friends. You, i got lots of those friends. You are in Starbucks. You and the person in line start talking. And, hey, what are you watching on TV right now? Do you recommend Selfie? Um, if only to also recommend my award-winning podcast, Ending Pending. Maybe I do. <laughs> I just think... You know, Sir Nee, we'll, we'll throw this in here. Sir Nee, our Knight Defender, our Honorable Knight Defender, Sir Nee, wrote an email in. Don't you bring uh, Sir Nee into this right here for you. your argument. You save him for his own segment. And talked about, I will, I will, and talked about how it was like, you know, he, he watched the first couple episodes and how it was like a rom-com and not a particularly good rom-com, but it, it hit some beats. It hit some notes and like. It's certainly not good, but there's there's moments and there's stuff here. Um, it like hits some ending. beats, is the best you can say. Like yeah. the the I would I would watch a season two. Is what it comes down to. If if they if they came out tomorrow and said selfie season two, 
Let's check it out. Before I get any more I, upset with you, let's go into our segment where we pitch season two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just Can't start right you off. Think because it worked. Wow. Yeah. I'm, anyway, go, I'm disappointed. go on, Ronald. I'm go not on. mad, but just, I'm disappointed. I, just, I mean, we ha- we've been real, and not and not that I'm like recover, like trying to like make up for the fact that we were really, really bashing it. I like it was an enjoyable experience and maybe i need to reevaluate my criteria for what makes it work yeah. and what makes it not work and that's no, that's a personal it, journey that i'm going to go worked, on ronald you can think it worked you're entitled you to your dumb opinion you feel like i'm not entitled to my dumb opinion <laughs> no you're entitled to your opinion yeah you're entitled to your extremely wrong <laughs> bad opinion <laughs> um oh, and, and, I'm, and, and i'm going to make it even worse because i'm going to totally cop out here when it comes to season two i don't think i don't i don't want it to have a season two I like the ambiguity of like the end. Like I know that like the writers of this show very much intended the ending to be like, well, he's going to pursue Eliza come next season. Um, but, they knew like, they I weren't think... getting a next season though. That's they, true. That's like, true. The last half was only on Hulu. Well, in, in the, the head canon, you would think that like the, he is going to be pursuing Eliza. Ronnie, you need to pitch I... a season two so we can have a poll. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, if you got to go after Evan and I, that's fine. But you need to pitch okay. a season two. I I just don't. It, it's it's I'm just putting it out there. It goes against everything that I agree with because I like the ambiguity ending and I like this is just being like John Cho's gonna gonna take on whatever it is, even if it's not Eliza. But that's my that's my piece. I'll think of a season two. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Uh. For season two, lean full tilt into Ronnie's conspiracy theory. Uh. That this that. John Cho is actually Eliza, and that Karen Gillan is actually Henry, and that it's Eliza who needs to teach Henry some shit about real life. Like, season two, season two, she's got her shit together. She has addressed her problematic behavior, and she doubles back on, like, hey, Henry, why... Were you, like, blaming me for all the wrong shit? Like, hey, Henry, why were your, like, views on my behavior so skewed? Let's talk about, let's talk about you and your perspective. And through the course of the next episode, we, uh, we get into Henry's head a little bit better and dissect why he's got some problematic opinions about blame and, uh, and propriety and why he treated Eliza kind of shittily for kind of a long time. I love this. I vote for this. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Andy. What, what is your season two? Okay, my season two, we lean heavily into my conspiracy theory, which is that season one has been an unreliable narrator in Eliza this whole time. And that's why people have been acting like inconsistently or confusingly. It's because it's just Eliza being the narrator. Season two, you have... Uh, Henry Higgs as the narrator and you tell the exact same plot so you go episode by episode the same stories but from his perspective and then season 3 you do either Freddy or you do Charmonique and then season 4 etc and you just keep doing the same episodes but from different characters perspectives until finally when you're like done with the show you, you always have an end with Henry at the skate park. And then the last episode, you show where Henry goes. 
and presumably, uh, you know, he goes after Eliza, which is dumb, but that's what the show set up, so that's what would happen. Sure. Then you <laughs> you kill everyone, and you bring in the Golden Circle, and you have Channing Tatum show up, and Pedro Pascal, and Eliza and Henry have to go to America and like get the whiskey. <laughs> I mean, they're already in America. Yeah, but they got to go to like the South, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you ruined my joke because I was going to make a Kingsman joke, and it was going to be great because I've been rallying against it for all this time. Um, there can only be one. <clears throat> um, can it just be a Charmonique spinoff series? Yeah. Can that be a Yeah, thing? that can be your pitch. Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that. Charmonique, you know, finally everyone's like, why is the best person in this entire office uh, not handling more responsibility? We need to make her top dog and she just like starts running the pharmaceuticals company and we just learn more about her and her family and 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 we get blips of of sam saperstein we get blips of uh um that's basically it it's just sam and charmonique it's like a buddy comedy she becomes like his assistant instead of the receptionist and and then it's like well who's the ceo and who's the assistant find out on Sam and Charmonique. There you go. Good pitch. Thanks. Uh, so we'll put up a vote for that. Uh, I like. Also, I I want to make sure, Andy. I really like your idea too. Oh, thanks, Ronnie. I like yours. I really like all yours. all of these ideas are actually really good. Yeah, we should have we should have written this show. Yeah, we should. Maybe. I mean, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll maybe they'll call us. Have, like, hey, you want to do a yeah. Hulu show? We certainly but, will not be able to get. Uh, Gomorrah for the for, second no, season. No, no. For real, though. Which is why like, Sam, and, Sam and Charmonique work so well. You, you you keep it three seasons, one season from Eliza's perspective, one season from Higgins' perspective, and one season from Freddy's perspective, and then the last episode of season three, you show what happens after the skate park. That'd be a good three-season show. I'm into it. I'm really into that. Yeah. yeah. Forget what I said about Charmonique. You get to keep Charmonique. Cool. We, just we can just do... three seasons... Each the same episodes, but from three different characters' perspectives leading up to the finale. I'd watch the shit out of that. Into it. I mean, really, these are all like, these shows can all exist in the same universe. Yeah. <laughs> this is, your show exists in like just retelling the same story. Andy's is like the next chapter, and mine's just like, I'm a parallel universe over here. Any, um, any housekeeping, Ronald? Uh, we got a couple of communications. What? Which is like, Yeah. Uh, one, as I mentioned, from our Honorable Night and Defender, Cerny, sent us a great email. Guys, send us some email. We would love to conversate with you. Uh, he kind of, you know, wished us well and thanked us for or, uh, wading through the swamp selfie. Um, and just, you know, talked about how just when there's a redeeming thing around the corner of selfie, it's just, it's still just mediocre and sludgy. Um, I agree, Cerny, I agree. Yep. He did, to my point, say that it's like, you know. Let me, let me make sure I don't misquote Cerny. Yeah, don't put words um, in his mouth. You kept going, watching it like it was a bad rom-com, and just like a bad rom-com, you just kind of sit there and try not to think too hard about it because on the surface, those episodes are a collection of jokes and jabs that got the occasional laughs. And while the... Uh, yeah. So, like, he, maybe he wasn't on my side as much as I, my, as I would, but, like, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. It's just, it's, just it's, it's a bad rom-com, and I've seen way worse rom-coms than this. 
Um, he's excited to be doing Terra Nova, but he's actually a little bit nervous that it might not hold up on second viewing for him. So uh, we're going to... He might get fired. <laughs> if Terra Nova sucks, yeah. we might have to fire him. I know. We could demote him to, like, I don't know. Private what's the low knee. Ni- Squire. 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 Squire he's yeah. going back to Page. Squire. Page knee. Page knee. Um, if it's really then... bad, jester knee. Jester. Oh. Court fool. To the stocks. The royal tickler. The royal tickler <laughs> knee. Um, so thank you so much, Sir Knee, for, uh, for sending in that e- email. Uh, we also got a little bit of communication. Well, wait, wait. Are we done responding to Sir Knee? Is there um, anything we want to say to him? Besides that, he's a delight, and I love he's hearing great. from him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and like, Sir Knee did, like, a thing where he got together a friend, and uh, I believe he got together with Junk210 oh, um, our to, to watch those episodes, where it's like, you know what? I, do we expect you to watch all of selfie or all of Terra Nova with us? Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> and the fact that some of you aren't is really disappointing. And so, you know, Sir Nee told us he watched three episodes. So that's like a solid D minus, but it's better than the rest of you. Get up to Sir Nee's level look, and then look, guys, Sir Nee will rise above that too. This podcast is work, okay? You can't just like casually listen to mm-hmm, a podcast. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your life? You it's a, Make a, it's commitment. a commitment. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Evan. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the other communi- communication we had was that uh, Will, who is a fellow on Facebook, uh, pointed out to us that in one of the Dresden Files books, uh, Harry Dresden does briefly drive a Jeep. And uh, as we... I, I believe this was a fun fact, that they, they couldn't use the Beetle because Paul Blackthorne didn't, didn't physically fit into a Volkswagen Beetle. So we gave him a little bit of shit for the Jeep, but yeah. I guess that was actually an all right workaround. So right. credit credit where due. The right. Jeep yep. was uh, was not the as... The Jeep is Dresden Files canon. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. So Even if it's only in part of Stormfront. Yeah. yeah. Very, and very guys, briefly. But... Um, I've got to... I've got to... I've got, now, now I've got to go back and, and change it. Um, Dresden Files works... I, I think oh, I have yeah. to agree too that now Dresden Files it's, works. It, it, the, that was that was, yeah, was the, holding it back. Yeah, we were so wrong about the Jeep. It's totally redeemed all of the other horrible, horrible uh, aspects of that show. Everything's fine now. Uh-huh. Will, we, uh huh. Will, I'm going to take off my my nerd hat and, and say credit where credit's due. I like. It's been a long time since I read book one. I did not remember that he briefly drives a Jeep. So I remember well, that the Beetle broke down, but I did not remember a Jeep either. Yeah. I mean, the Beetle breaks down like every other book. Yeah. But uh, well done, Will. I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah, you won. You won that round. Mm-hmm. We'll see you in Terra Nova, bitch. <laughs> no, you're great, and I hope you keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah. Next week we will be, uh, taking on Terra Nova. We're going to start with episodes one, two, and three. Let me actually see. I don't think I looked this up just so we can, if we expect people to follow along with us, we should tell them where they, where they got to go to see it. Can I just say how excited I am for dinosaurs? Yeah. Dinosaurs are great. You think anyone's going to get eaten? Oh, I hope so. Uh, Yeah, I know. Where is it available? Hopefully somewhere cheap, because I don't want to buy more shows. I mean, I will yeah, I if I, I have to, but... I don't like our odds, but let's let's take a look. 
Uh, yeah, it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon Video, it's on Vudu. Looks like it's not on any, uh... Hey, audience. Wink. It's a paid one, wink. What do you... What do you... Wink. I'm winking at our audience. That, what do you... That we're gonna pay for this. No, we are gonna pay for it. We pay for... Like, that's how we do. We're not illegally downloading shows that's... Even if they're terrible, that's how we do. But if we our can't... audience doesn't want to and they still want to follow along, I will not judge them. I won't tell them what to do with their lives. I won't judge you, you, audience. We Look, we're role models here, all right? Yeah. We are, we're paragons of right. uh, media morality. Wink. All right. And Andy. don't don't all you, you people out there think that you're Eliza Dooley and you don't need role models. You do need role models and it's the ending yeah. pending crew. You need us, personally specifically um just a, a quick uh, update on that you can go to walmart.com and get terra nova nine dollars and 96 cents two-day shipping that's um, very reasonable all right we're down i think that's probably what i'm gonna do there we do. go that could be worth it yep and then you get like a cool thing to put on your bookshelf that's very important to you and if you see us at a live show we'll sign it for you we totally will we don't do live. That's not a real thing. We do live shows once a week. <laughs> Come to our house. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll sell tickets. It's just like a, it's just my bed behind me and like a folding chair. But like, once I we can fit like three people there. Once we get that sweet, sweet Max Fun Network money, we'll start yeah. doing live shows. Yeah, just support us. Support us somehow, and then you'll be able to see us eventually. Um, you keep but telling until your then, friends about you it, then us. we'll sign your Terra Nova copies at a live show. Exactly, exactly. But until then, you'll just have to endure listening to us uh, via our Terra Nova episodes coming out next week. Episodes 1, 2, and 3 of Terra Nova. Look forward to it. And if this show sucks, it's Cerny's fault. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cerny, you got a lot riding on your on your uh, shining armor shoulders. Your, your valiant gold shoulders mm-hmm. yeah sir knee if this isn't good then you're fired fly no that's not no, the one we're wow. gonna do try again <laughs> that's <laughs> not our else. ending i kind of like my joke i kind of like no the joke was and bad. i edit the podcast so screw you guys wasn't it a meteor that like killed the dinosaurs you're, okay, don't There's lead some into sort of it. Meteor this with is fire. We're trying we so hard to fly. do. We're trying to. There was a flying so hard, fire meteor. Sh- All right, look, our sign off is we're never doing Firefly. Have a nice day. <laughs>